we gonna be a family again? A boy searching for a future. I'd say when the Angels win the pennant. And Williams and Norton collide, and the catch is blown. A coach running from his past. Are you cracking up, or is this a repeat of Cincinnati? No, no, it's nothing like that. And a team that's their only prayer. There's a thing called talent. They don't have it. God, if there is a God, maybe you could help him win a little. I'd really, really like a family. Two angels came out of the sky and they picked up Ed Williams. Great. A psycho kid. Oh, please, don't drink me. No, 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 Just call me Al. No one can see me or hear me but you. Do you believe in angels? Yes! I must have been those chili dogs I ate before the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Unbelievable! You really do see something, don't you? Yeah! Make some kind of signal. I know it sounds crazy. I'm relieving you of your management responsibility. Somewhere between losing hope... You can't go through life thinking everyone you meet will one day let you down. ...and finding the courage. You can call it angels. I won't play for anyone but George Knox. You can call it faith. That goes for me, too. You can call it whatever you like. They gave the world something to believe in. I got nothing left. I got an angel with you right now. Danny Glover. Tony Danza. Even though you can't see us. And Christopher Lloyd. Always watching. Disney's Angels in the Outfield. All right, welcome back to Matinee Baseball. I'm your host, Ted Flint. This is uh, our last podcast. We're going hiatus. I'm not saying this is goodbye, but we're going to be going away for a little bit. We're going to be transitioning over to a new uh, movie podcast. Um, I think we said on the uh, title of Back to the Movies, um, but don't hold us on it. Where it's going to be basically this podcast, but instead of sports podcast, we're talking about movie podcast where we just pick a random movie that, like, maybe one of us, I think we're going to like, we're kind of looking at like one of the movies that, like, one of us of our of our trio hasn't seen. And we're going to talk about it. So, um, as always, we're broadcast by, well, that's not Ghost, brought to you by Money Bites, moneybites.com. Um, finally, Walmart's, uh, Menards, and Targets, they're they're really blown up. Money Bites is the best part of Sunday Cone. Just a tip. If you don't know what Money Bites are, you are missing out. It's the tip of a Sunday Cone. It's a waffle cone of a chocolate tip. Go there, check it out. Find us on Spotify, iHeart, and Stitcher's Dead. Rest in peace. iTunes. Yeah, hit me up. <laughs> the big one. When we're getting 95% of our downloads, probably should know that one. Um, we heard of Andrew Downs, one of our most loyal listeners. He was here for Ma- uh, Major League Two, I believe, because he wanted to do the first Major League, and we uh, told him we had done that five times. We couldn't do it again. Mm-hmm. Discussing Angels in the Outfield, a movie that's impossibly hard to find, except right now for the next five days, depending on when you listen to this, it is on Hulu. It's on TBS. Yeah, I know. I know, Andrew. Is that how it's you on- guys saw it? Did you guys watch it? I was going to ask how you I, guys I had, saw it. I bought the movie. DVD two months ago for this I podcast. Also did that. 
And Sean apparently did not. On the TBS app. And like he started watching on YouTube and then he started digging deep and he's like, oh, apparently it's on TBS. Um, I got it from the Urbandale Public Library. Right. Uh, we're gonna get <laughs> into why out. this uh why this uh why this movie is so hard to track down. Um it's on the TBS app, but it's still full screen, which I love having young kids. I love my children. They're uh, they're eleven and nine. Explain them that full screen means a box blows their head off. They're like, "We mean it's not full screen; it's a square." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's on TBS app for a few more days. Uh, Angels of the Outfield is an incredible movie. Like uh, we did, we were on. We did this pre-COVID thing. I disrupted it by being too angry about an NBA bet. We're here to only talk about this game because. South Sam Houston has, has lost already. So, anyways, Sean, Jake, Andrew, um, since you're our guest, as we could do in this movie, if you have never seen this movie and you're here to listen to us, just have drinks and talk shit about it in 90 seconds or less. Andrew, spoil the shit out of this movie. Okay, well, it's uh, it's a couple of foster kids who live in the, I guess, the shadow of the Angel Stadium and. Uh, the Angels are historically bad. Danny Glover is their kind of asshole of a manager. And uh, the kid's dad, one of the kid's dads, is a deadbeat who says he will only love his kid if the Angels win the pennant, thinking it will never happen. So the kid prays, God answers, Angels come, Christopher Lloyd. and uh, God lawyers the, the shit out of that kid. That kid says, I want, a, I want a family if the Angels win the pennant. And then he doesn't show up at the end, which I'm sure we'll get to. But uh, regardless of whether or not there are angels on the field, Tony Danza makes a miraculous play. The Angels win the pennant, I guess, in the regular season in 1994, which I don't think makes sense. But uh, oh, the Angels Sean's win gonna, the pennant. Sean's going to school you. Oh, good, good. Sense. I'm glad. Um, the Angels win the pennant, and uh, but the dad still doesn't love the kid. Um, but there is a God because Danny Glover does and Danny Glover adopts the boys and, uh, the, the park lady from home alone Two is left alone to help other kids in the future. Pigeon lady. Also the grandma from the Hook. pigeon lady. Oh, the grandma from hook. That's right. This cast is incredible. It's a right. wild cast. Like, it is. It really is. is. You you also glossed over a few points there in your little. I did. Up, I did. But, but yeah, I get that nine second mark. Like, it is supposed to be ninety seconds. I, we barely ever meet it, so I think AD probably did a good job actually doing that. But yeah, like movie came out in nineteen ninety four. This is the first movie I have a memory of seeing in theaters. This movie is this wow. movie. It was a double feature of this movie and The Lion King. You paid one ticket and you got to see them both. One sitting. One sitting. You watch. Just I mean, it might have been an intermission, you know, but either way, uh, and I'm old, I get that. So, but like the main thing we, we didn't, we're gonna talk about real quick is like this movie's you can't find it, it's not on Blu ray, it's not streaming, um, it's full screen on a DVD, or if you can find it occasionally on the TBS app. Why do you guys think that is? I have my reasons, like, what do you guys think it is? Oh, I assume Disney still owns it. So yeah, that's probably I, part of it. And like, they're just, they don't let it go anywhere, but it, it I don't know. It, it's, it's your, uh, it's honestly a, a classic example of what you always preach about with like physical media and like all the streaming and stuff that 
why you like to still buy like DVDs and have the physical media is like, I literally forgot that I had bought it because I bought it a while ago, knowing we were gonna do it. And like, well, we made we made that we made the pack. These are gonna be the last score movies. Just mean this grind, Green Street Hooligans, and Pull All Junkies. Yeah, and I I went to Google like, where do I need to stream this? Do I need to rent it on Amazon <laughs> or whatever? And I was like, it's not anywhere. What what do I? I was like, oh yeah, I have the DVD, so it's okay. which is holding us sus because someone the other day was just like. I've never seen the movie Basketball Diaries of Leo. Someone that saw that new movie of him recently. I'm like, no, I have him. I should watch it. And I pulled up on the Just Watch app, which is my favorite app in the world. Same thing. You can't find it. It's not there. You're not going to be able to stream Basketball Diaries. You have to literally go to eBay and buy a $10 DVD of it. So. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's... I know I've talked with you about your theory on this and i'm not oh totally my theory is the reason it. it's not I, my theory is um, right we're gonna get to it but yeah i don't know there's got to be some weird licensing thing because it is, it's not even on disney plus like it's disney why would they not just catalog everything they have like they catalog things you didn't know disney had onto that app that you were never gonna watch anyway so it, there is i will let you get into your theory um, it's a pretty adult theme yeah. in this movies. Yeah, <laughs> I'm watching it right now. Right now, we're 20 minutes in this movie. It's behind me. He literally says, uh, "Mel Brooks." What? Not Mel Brooks. What was his name? What is that? Dan's Dan's name? Mel something. Um, Clark. Yeah. Mel Clark. He's like, come on, how he pushed pills on him, and he's like, "You're the one that gave me those pain pills." And he's like, "I'm not the one that made you swallow them." That's a pretty pretty deep deep thing. You know, and then of course the ending where you know, Mel Clark literally dies. They don't show him dying, but they're like, "Always oh, be one of us soon." Six months, yeah. smoke his starts, whole life. The way he starts <laughs> coughing and like grabbing his chest in the last like twenty minutes after they reveal <laughs> that part, it's like, "Oh yeah, this dude's got totally has lung cancer, inoperable, <laughs> like stage four. Smoke it his was... whole life, can't smoke cigarettes, kid." That was, was wild. That's a part I didn't. I remembered a lot of this movie. I did not because I, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I saw it a bunch of times then. But I did not remember that part. Or the fact that uh, the kid's uh, dad straight up leaves his ass. Just bails. <laughs> just full bails. Well, just, yeah, just like, uh, sorry, I got to go up north and then comes back for the court hearing. Like, I always told you we were a shit family, walk, kid. Walks away like, from him. Like, just, yeah. yeah, and they no, give I... it like one little throwaway line of, um, you know, just like, well, he just knows he, he's doing what he thinks is right because he doesn't have the time to take care of you. And then they're just like, but that's it. Tough shit, kid. You're a ward of the state now. <laughs> and it, it is a crazy thing to have. In and, a they, and they and they jocks position that with the fact that him being at court, losing his dad cost the angels a game <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah i didn't think i, I, I don't know like like wa watching it yesterday but watching it now i'm like oh yeah like those things make sense but as far as like a kid's movie which is what it's supposed to be it's like the themes of the movie are very spot on and very good but it's pretty brutal for for what it's first supposed to be. First time I watched this movie, uh, I mean, also since it was when I was an adult, for our, for our first podcast, 
my son, my older son, was probably nine times. It fucked him up. Like he was, he was crying and shit. Like he was upset. He's like, "Don't leave me, don't be like." And he was like, he was wrecked. And I'm like, I don't know, man, but at least he's got Dan Glover. I assume he has a good salary. He's a good <laughs> yeah. That that the well the courtroom scene of like when I mean, he finally yeah. like accepts or realizes that like oh no he's just leaving me. It's like it was, damn, Dill like, McDermott. Dirty Steve from Young Guns, Regulators. Yeah. No, it's not Dylan McDermott. It's it's Dermot McDillon. Anyway, he's, it's, it's he's Dirty one. Steve from Young Guns. It's the other one. <coughs> but he is Dirty Steve from Young Guns. I got that right. Correct? You don't, you've never seen Young Guns? I've seen it, but not for I'm going to come back years. for that podcast when we do that one. I'm in. Regulators! I'm like, these guys watch because they're getting tired of me saying that shit for Wyoming games on Landlocks. Dermot um, Mulroney. Yeah, it's that. Dermot it's the one that's. Mulroney. It's the one that's on New Girl for like a season. It's the opposite half. of. He's the opposite of Dylan McDermott. Yeah. Yeah. He's there's Dermot the guy that's on New Girl, which is this guy. I'm there's a the guy that's an American Horror Story. I know him from somewhere. I just don't know. Yeah. New Girl. I just told you that. Uh, I don't know that. It's a bunch of things. Yeah. yeah he's he's around. He's the, the better of the two. He's around. The other one's on the American Horror Story and also around. All right. But he's so, just the first. He's the first person in this movie where you're like, whoa, is that? Is that right. Dermot McDillon? And then right. it happens like six more times. There are two Oscar winners in this movie. And they have two. a combined like three lines, maybe. <laughs> yeah. This movie was filmed before Days and Confused. Yeah. See, I was noticing, I, I listened to, I should say I read the Matthew McConaughey, you know, Green Lights memoir. I really just tell me he tell me he audio booked that. Yeah, that's why I it's the one book that you're way better off listening to than than reading because he does the audio book and that just adds so much to it. But he he never mentioned this movie. He talks about Days and Confused, but he never mentions that he's an agent. I feel like this one's forgotten. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not. I'm not to double. That's some shitty internet research. But I'm pretty sure this one was filmed before. But uh, yeah, and then you have Adrian Brody, like. Who's just just there, just, just there? Yeah, who's there's, there for one scene? There's uh, several basically. of those guys and, that are like just there too. I mean, Dan Glover, obviously, he's a main. He's like recognizable people. I mean, no, oh, yeah, even um, Neil McDonough. Yeah, Neil McDonough. Yeah, yeah. The guy who's the uh, he's not a Butler, but the guy that's the assistant. You know, Christopher Lloyd's in this movie. Yes, but yeah, the assistant guy, the um. Yeah, what is uh Taylor he's Nick he's in things. Yeah, he's in things. He might he might be <laughs> he actually might be in one of my favorite not maybe I would say favorite scenes just because it's funny, but I'll save that for later. Okay. Obviously Tony Danza is great Rest before he peace, dies of lung cancer. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd, like I this movie could have used more Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, I don't right. understand. Like there's so many stars in this movie. Why is it buried well yeah i so and there's sorry. no I, answer i, I want to hang on i want to harp on this this movie is great but if you could if you gave me twice the christopher lloyd it would have been better like he was great right. when he was in it but if you would have doubled the amount because he wasn't in it a lot if you would have doubled that amount somehow it would have been better yeah, why couldn't he have been all of the angels? Like, why couldn't it have been him that lifts up Matthew McConaughey to make the catch or, like, you know, lets the fat busy, guy uh, hit a home run? Or even half family? of it or whatever. Right. I mean, yeah. 
yeah, yeah not, that, not that i'm you, like oh my god why didn't you have more christopher lloyd but like re-watching it and like you can never have to too little it, christopher lloyd i was like man he could have been a lot more like done a lot more in that movie yeah even if you have him in those little spots like they take the time to do the apparitions and the breakdown and everything and just and if he can throw a line in there with it like it's that's really all you need rather than big smiling over cartoonish faces the fat bastard hit the home run when he like moves his tongue that's just pretty that good. tongue the tongue was good you're right that was good <laughs> But it would have been better if it was Christopher Lloyd. Let's say, but also, yeah, yeah, think about most of those, and it's like, well, if Christopher Lloyd does it, then it's probably like at least you know 100 better. So, yeah, when he's running, when the big guys run around the bases, and he gets the big slap on the ass, and he just, oh, <laughs> and just right. yeah, give me Christopher Lloyd there. This is a good All segue. Right. All right. So I, was, I didn't take a note because I don't take notes. But of all Perfect. the poison the angels help in this movie. If it happened in real life right now, this year, what's the most famous? Like, what's the most TikTok, Twitter, Sports Center? Holy shit. Did you just see this shit happen? It's the infield inside the park home run without yeah, a doubt. Yeah. You're, yeah. Just the there ball bouncing around everywhere. It has to be. And, the, and like, it was like 25 errors. Like, how many errors did that scoreboard <laughs> end up counting They're up? They're just to? like, I don't know. I don't even know if it got to a final, but it shows it flipped to like, like through 18 or 19, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that would be the play because you don't really get a good grasp of like how far did Matthew McConaughey actually fly on that first I one. Think he flew. He's pretty because, I mean, he's, like, he's like 10 feet in the air. Enough that everybody noticed, right? Enough that everybody's like, <laughs> whoa, what just happened? But also a ball just bouncing around on its own, like changing directions. Like, and disappears yeah. from their gloves. Like, right after, it just got stopped right in <laughs> front of the play on the pitch. You're 100% right. This ball stops, and then when he hits it, it's a walk-off inside the park home run that doesn't go further than 10 feet from the plate. Yeah. And in, that, and results in twenty five errors. That might be my favorite scene when that angel like flies up behind the pitcher and like grabs the ball and like like screeches it to a stop. Well, like all, pretty... all three gloves go on the ball and then there's just not the <laughs> it's ball. Gone, it's yeah. on a guy's head. It's a so, great movie. It used to be Mel Clark. Yeah, it used to be. <laughs> yeah, kid, oh man, that scene a... like that scene is kind of brutal too. Like if you're especially, especially once, yeah. I mean, you got to do both of those things to him. <laughs> yeah, gotta treat him like that and then kill him. Yeah, he's... <laughs> I mean, yeah. I didn't force not... you to take him. <laughs> That's some the... abusive fucking relationship. The most redemption. But that guy's gonna be a dad. Yeah, he's gonna yeah, take the... care of. The real, the really dark thing is he doesn't die of lung cancer. He dies of an overdose from the pills that. Yeah. So much Opiate addiction. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it turns out he was still addicted the whole time. And yeah. He doesn't pitch. He doesn't start. <laughs> he doesn't start a game this decade. Is something they say. That's when he started in 94. <laughs> like, why is he still there? He's inactive. He's just hanging out in the bullpen. He's a reliever, like a, like. Well, because what they they make some comment about he either came there or is there on like a contract obligation. It's just like we're basically just waiting for you to fucking go away. What it what it sounded like, (laughs) I mean, based on the interaction, was like he got his big contract, 
in Cleveland, blew out his arm, and then they like traded him to to California, and and that he was just there because they owed him money. So I guess he had to stay on the team, and they couldn't just eat it and get somebody else. I left you in Cincinnati. You should have stayed there, motherfucker. Like just yeah. like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how it's not. Like, I'm glad to just, see that. Like, just, just cut the guy. I just, just pay the money. Get out of there. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm glad to see, like, you know, two and a half months made the uh, the manager who's in a county right now, Dan Glover, a better person that he can like just accept. George Knox. George Knox, except I assume is a nine year old and twelve year old. It's wild by, him, by himself. At some yeah. point, these kids are going through puberty and they're gonna be assholes. Well, in I, like. In like six weeks, this dude wakes up during the off season of having <laughs> two kids that age who are like, I mean, not probably not real well adjusted kids. Let's be honest. The one like, kid can't go in cars. He didn't even know he could talk for the first couple of days. They knew each oh other. God, he speaks. And he's going to wake up in like six weeks and call up Maggie and be like, hey, I've I made a mistake. You yeah, come, you got to come, come live here kids. too. Oh, this God. is the equivalent was... of let's have a baby to fix the marriage. <laughs> yeah, it's just no. He's I... a changed man. It... All right, he also Half can drive a, a fucking person. bus. Apparently, appreciate sure a special license to drive a goddamn bus. And I... George I... Knox brings him he's... a fucking bus to the house. He's driving it a couple blocks down. Who's gonna stop it? Yeah, you <laughs> might. You might need an air brake CDL license to drive one of those. A little bit later, they they get into a van. Why didn't they take the van the first day? <laughs> Somebody else was using it. Yeah, it's ninety four to have a bullpen car. Come on, I see major league. It's a very strange trigger for JP that it's not all vehicles. It's <laughs> apparently right. just. Just two door convertible. Hey, we're not gonna trauma shame on this podcast. Okay? I did have that same thought though, where it's like, oh, oh like how they must walk home, and we then are a very like, woke the podcast. It's, like, it's that different in a bus, and then a van. A van is okay. And then after the second to last game, he walks back. <laughs> they are walking back when they pull up after the court thing, and it's just, it, I, I don't know, man. It's. Yeah, I think I think the next couple weeks oh, are going to be part tough his, for his dad. Just told him to fuck off. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're like really logically analyzing this movie about angels helping a baseball team. There's angels in this movie. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm not saying it's why the movie's unfindable, but but there's some wild stuff in there because it was like it. That I didn't remember. We did this however long ago. I COVID, found which my, is 18 years ago. I found my old notes from the first time we did it. Nice. I, didn't, I didn't mention it in there at all that they just kill one of the baseball players. Is there not a timestamp on those notes? No, it's it's these are handwritten. This is before I got fancy. Oh. <laughs> um I swear to God, Sam Houston State, you fucks. I was surprised though, like because at the start of the movie, how much they showed people smoking, because like the deadbeat dad smoking, and then Tony Dance is smoking in like a hot tub, and so I was like, How's oh, your elbow, champ?" I was like, "Oh, it's just it's a '90s movie." But then later, I was kind of proud of the movie later on, where it's like, "Oh, '94 anti-smoking message," and I like a, a pretty strong one. That if you smoke, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. <laughs> I was, I was like, whoa, anti-smoking message. I thought this was a just a regular '90s movie where everybody smokes. It's 
<laughs> they certainly find some ways to send some messages. I yeah. know how like I, I I hate bringing up shit that no that Voss can get pissed off me at. So the angels show up, and uh, I think the picture the the idiot superstition pitcher is pitching right, and the very next game he's pitching again. He's just literally the starting pitcher the next game. Oh, yeah. you're talking about uh, Neil McDonough's character? Yeah. yeah. He pitches the first time the Angels yeah. show up, and then he pitches again when they show up. Who has, like, five sets every time he sets to throw a pitch? Right. <laughs> That's a great line, though. And he, he sets, sets, and he sets again, and again. And he sets again. <laughs> I love that the villain in this movie is the radio, the play-by-play guy. <laughs> and I can't tell you where I know that guy from either, to be honest Yeah, there's with you. something, uh, though. You're right. There's something. He was he was great as, like, playing that role. All yeah, these he, shit. He does the, yeah, the little... And, it, I mean, you can see there's some of the... I, I have it in my old notes and the ones from today of just, like, you know, they have some of those tropes from major league that is you know just switching off the mic to make a quick comment you know yeah right these guys stuck and just he's He's the guy he's on jfk he's in a bunch of shit i think yeah i think he's in he's in the dance tomorrow he's a guy that dies but you're right sean at one point he's like we got dead air here and it's like yeah that's not the way any of this give me give me my stats i need i got dead air here and you get him yeah pouring vodka into a cup you know watching this (laughs) that was a dark looker that wasn't vodka and that was no, no. I believe the first one was. Oh, really? uh, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure like the late, at least one of the later ones was rum or whiskey. Yeah, but that's where I mean, they show that I understand like the whole thing's supposed to basically take place from the All Star break on, so like you're a ways into the season, but it's just you're slamming liquor now, man, on a team <laughs> that was tanking real bad, couldn't do anything about it. Like it, that last month, August. August into September is going to be hard, buddy. Um, but then, yeah, apparently just is drinking because now they're good and he hates it. Uh, and apparently he killed George Knox's baseball career by going for spikes, which is this something they don't really talk about. They talk about a little bit, you know, he isn't JFK. That's right. Um, yeah, you get, have to you get that little moment. Yeah. And then it's just the, yeah, if you, you're in nails up at the catcher, like you're doing it intentionally sort of thing. Um, which is yeah, you get the little fight where he gives him gives him the black eye going just into knocks the, him out. Just, yeah, <laughs> knocks him out on <laughs> on TV. <laughs> yeah, getting needed down here. Uh, but it's it's got some of those little pieces for comedy. You know, you have the the team fighting itself, and the whole team gets thrown out. I love you know, that thing. part when the uh, the other team runs out. Like, what are you doing? He's like, no, stop. <laughs> They're fighting themselves. That's <laughs> not our fight. Can you, uh, like, can you imagine seeing that, though? Like, just, yeah, a, it's the, just uh, a manager goes out there and ends up getting in a fight with a like veteran pitcher that he's taking the ball away from. It's just, I'm not coming out. It's, it's, uh, someone's got to give there, I guess. And if you're the manager, you can't. What do you do? Call stadium security? He uh, wouldn't have his was... job on Monday. That's the thing. Like, that's that's great. Like, like, if yeah. that happened oh, now. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's an immediate administrative leave. 
<laughs> and then it's just like, yeah, you don't work here anymore. Which uh, is also like me and my friend had a conversation about a movie called like Totally Killer by like the eighties being awful. I'm like, the night even the early nineties are awful. Like you couldn't do half that shit now that they do in this movie. Like, in, or it's in life in the early nineties. You know, that shit just wouldn't happen. But yeah, Lance, what the fuck is that guy's name in the uh, announcer? I looked it up and I forgot it. Something Wilder, right? Yeah, Ranch Wilder. Ranch. Ranch Wilder. What a name. <laughs> what a name. J.O. Sanders is the guy's name. Yeah, he's he's one of those that guys. Um, For sure. So, before we get too distracted, even though we're already distracted, Money Buys is the best part of Sunday Comb. What was everyone's best part of this movie before we completely grow off the rails? So I'll just go we, first. It's we haven't got the ending yet, which yeah. we partially did first. No, nah, it's okay. I mean, it's okay. It, mine doesn't involve. I mean, I think everybody would agree that the ending is probably the best. But outside of that, I wasn't going to pick that because that's too easy. Um, the first game when um, they go and the whatever uh, David Montang, I think, is what his character's name is has to escort the kids like to their seats and he's getting them all the food and stuff. And he just gets like mustard squirted on him and the, <laughs> the soda dumped on him. Then he comes back and sits he on takes some shit. So it's that it's that, which is hilarious to me. Cause he's just like so fed up with his, that he's doing it. And then also to add to that throughout the movie, you see him like he's in like a poncho at one point and then at one point he's got like a face shield on <laughs> and he like keeps adding like PPE as, as you go along. Cause like apparently the kids are just uh, trying to, where are the nachos at? I'm saving them for I'm later. Them for <laughs> and that's, that's why Danny Glover thinks it's going to be so easy to have two yeah, kids right? because it's like this, all the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This guy's basically been their parent the entire summer. Yeah, so I'll take I'll take that. That's kind of a I don't know a hidden part of the movie that I, that hit me pretty well. <laughs> want two coffees? Well, how do you want them? In cups. In a cup. <laughs> yeah, I mean the best part of the movie is when the entire crowd does the ridiculous signal to show that there's an angel, even though it's, oh, it's so good. And I don't want to. Like, I, right. also, I so to sorry to add to that because it it is the best part of the movie. I mean, it's it, it's at the end and it's the with the the crescendo or whatever. But I'm pretty sure, like, I was looking at some of the footage and like I'm pretty sure they spliced like actual like people doing it with people doing the wave. Mm, I don't if know. You, like rewatch it. It looks yeah. like part of it is people doing the like the start of the wave. My son, and then there is some like, people like actually do it. doing it. My son even said like, "Oh, that looks like the wave," because they do kind of move across like that. That's interesting. And <laughs> when it's in the uh, full screen square, you definitely tell there's people known in the upper deck two or three times during that final like part, like because it's a square and it's more vertical than it is a uh, horizontal. But uh. That part's great. Like, I, I, all right, we're coming back to me and Sean's pick, but like, I get goosebumps of that part, and like, I think that that's like a top. I'm gonna say a top two end of a baseball movie. It's major league, and there's that. Like, what else is there? Like, what are we look, what are we missing? It's better than the end of Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I mean, it's not better than the end of the Natural. I guess, but 
we didn't there's, there, did, are, we there, didn't are, there are some good there are some real good we didn't ones. Natural I'm terrible about specific I'm pretty sure we did. Did you guys yeah, do a baseball natural. podcast for ten years and not do the natural? No, we, we did. We did during yeah. the first we did during yeah. COVID and we shit all over it. Yeah. You did Angels in the Outfield uh, twice and didn't do the natural. <laughs> I don't think we were fans of the natural. I think for <laughs> nah, I mean, it doesn't hold up as well if you're not older. I don't, I don't remember the specifics of it, but I'm sure if you spend all three hours and thirty minutes watching for love of the game, maybe. Buddy, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you, love of the game is probably top three. I'm, that 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 was great. Yeah, it's just four days long. But all right, and this is sacrilegious because Miss Travolta, rest in peace, is a very attractive woman. But like, if you cut all of her parts out of that movie, it's a great movie. I can't remember her name right now. Is it Presley? I no, it's not Presley. Preston. Um, Kelly Preston. Pre- Kelly Preston from the program. Also. But uh oh man, I I I will I will fight you. I think for the love of the game is Costner's best baseball movie. Yeah, it, I so I, it's one I will say to add to that, it's one of the more like the one of the ones that sticks more in my brain of like thinking about back to the ones that I've been a part of for the podcast. And I have a real tough time like remembering specifics of a lot of the movies. So I don't know why that that is the case, but I will it, say that it's as amazing ending. The uh, is, it, is that the one that ends with the guy button to try to break it up? Ooh, maybe. Yes, I believe so. And the guy's running, and then and Costner's running, grab it. So John C. Riley's a catcher in that movie. Yeah, you know. You guys, you guys didn't tell me your best baseball movies endings like. I think this is a top two. It's definitely not I mean, top two. Major League's number one. Uh, Moneyball? Nah. I don't know. It has to have some excitement. I, I do think The Natural is better. I do think... Um, I mean, Major League 2 is probably better. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> whoa, whoa, now. That don't movie's bad. To, no, don't talk to our guests bad. like that, and don't say things you can't. I will say, back. yeah, R- Randy Randy Quaid in Major League Two is better than the toothless bad guy in this movie, and that's essentially who he's, he's trying to be. Here, here's my thing with that guy: there's nobody in those stands. Hundred <laughs> percent. And those woman and you, you walked into the bleachers <laughs> and you just sat down next to two ten-year-olds. That That dude's balls are hanging out of those shorts. All right. And those shorts are short. (laughs) There's a woman sitting right behind. Like, there's so much room on those bleachers. There's, yeah. They make it just crowding these kids. Do a wide frame to show you nobody's at this game. And when when the kids (laughs) come in, they're like, oh, look, these are the best seats. And they're not the mention. They're in like row four. Like, sit in the front row. What are you doing? It's the nineties and they literally bring in a fucking bag lunch to a bat baseball game. <laughs> and then after they win one game, one win, the it's like quadruple the audience the next yeah. day. Like the crowd is people, oh look at the crowd, they're showing dude, up. They, they acted that like that. They acted like that first win was their first win of the season. I imagine tickets are two dollars. And if I just saw some dude fucking defy gravity, I might go check it out. <laughs> We gotta go, but then nobody believes when there's real angels. (laughs) 
that fucking dog is snoring like three feet from me. It's, it's ridiculously bothering me. But anyway, he's like, yeah, no. I love the end of this movie because he's like, we find out early on the angels aren't going to help him. And they scheme to help Mel Clark rest in peace. Who who had thrown 156 pitches. Wow. When they said that, I started yeah. laughing. My my son was watching. He goes, what, what's, so, what's funny about that? And I was like, ah. Oh. That's way more pitches than anybody. I watched this on yeah, Hulu. I thought I missed the number. Aware enough to understand the pitch count. That's right so many, <laughs> right. so many pitches. So many pitches for a dude who hasn't pitched this decade, <laughs> coming off yeah. an injury. No, he has not started. He's not starting a game before. this decade. And I imagine he's pitched. The whole movie, there's a, there's an expectation that the starting pitcher will pitch a complete game, <laughs> which was not true even in 1994. Yeah, they did it more often. But it wasn't like an expectation. Oh, and also what? not with 160 pitches. Yeah, right, exactly. I, I, I'm at the count tonight, but I got you wrapped up in the movie. Like, how many more pitches he went past? Yeah, I thought about that too because he, <laughs> he threw at least six or seven more pitches. One and another thing in the rules, <laughs> rules in baseball movies, my favorite thing. Uh, isn't it just he has to throw one more strike and he's like, "No, I'm done. You got to take me out and just." They can't take you out, man. I was I thought that exactly. They literally that's, cannot they can? do it. That's no, what I was not saying. In the so middle of an at bat. Yeah, you have to do it at the. Well, front, you can change a, a batter in a bat at bat. No, no, not outside of like injury or, or something yeah. like that. The guy that he pulled out was was on the on deck circle. Wow. I had to go back three times because I thought I missed something, and a new batter was up to bat. No, yeah, I that, thought that, the same thing. Once he started pitching to the, you know, the RBI leader of the league or whatever, I was like, well, I guess, you, you know, you're rolling with this. <laughs> I was I was watching it and I was like, maybe I guess I just don't know. And the rule was different or like, I'm really like. No, you can't put a right new pitcher in on a you, full count. Well, it's I mentioned full like, count the, in the yeah. bottom of the yeah, net. I was like, let's bring like, this guy in to throw 102 miles an hour. Yeah. One Here's out. roll this Chapman. Good luck. One out. There's a guy on first and first and third, right? And McConaughey catch McConaughey's character makes an amazing catch in, in center field. Right, yeah. that guy scores. Yeah, why don't he you stay up? What's what's he doing? Yeah, and, I, I, I and, think, the, I, and the scene I, they show can, him is rounding s- third. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. May, okay, maybe you maybe you can't. That guy's standing on third, and he had a he had a deep shot to center, and they didn't score. I remember thinking that, and then thinking, oh, like they thought it was gone. He was like almost all like he had to go. Maybe back. see, and we didn't. We didn't I, I, I started game. questioning myself. So I already had drink this point. I'm like, was he on second? We didn't like, see what? every game, and so maybe McConaughey over the second half of the season had illustrated that he's got a <laughs> literal arm, arm from heaven. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Nobody has scored on McConaughey from center field Sh- all the whole the <laughs> right. The center fielder with the golden arm, you know. Yeah, it's right. Just... It's like <laughs> he's got an angel. You can't tag up on him. <laughs> you you stay. Where did God? San Houston State. Yeah, I, I remember what... Ted. Stop it. I remember. Uh, <laughs> I remember having that a similar thought. I was like, Are we sh-? like that guy? Probably should have been able to score from wherever he was. Because he was I on like, third, right? He was on, it was first and third. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. And I was like, I guess maybe he thought, like, you just say, oh, they thought it was a home run. So they were like jogging around the bases. And so he had to just sprint back. I don't know. They showed him rounding the base. Did they see? And I did, I'm, I either missed that or I, whatever. I, I do, I just remembered having that thought. 
It's fine. We're not going to be an asshole. If you if you dissect the bad order of the major league, it doesn't make well, sense either. Okay. So well, I think there's probably a lot more of that to go around too. <laughs> well, I'll blame to go around. Um, but yeah, like the movie's perfect. And the movie's perfect. He goes out there. Uh, he tells Danza's character who's going to die. That's the sign. Joseph Lord Corbin comes out, does the wave. The whole crowd does the wave. And then they can't just have him strike him out. They got to like do the for love of the game shit where like he has to get contact. Dive yeah. and catch the ball. Which means he's going to have that memory for about six months. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that, that part, like I did not remember that part. There's a few parts. It's so unnecessary. But like they, they, he says that, and I'm like, it really is because. Oh I, man! Like, when I started this brutal, when I started the movie, I was um, conflating it with Little Big League, which I also haven't seen since yes. the 90s. Oh, well, you I, know, I, do, I, do. So I was thinking owner that, blocks his mom. Yeah, right. So I was thinking <laughs> Ted Danza, Ted Danza, like gets with this, like ends up as a father figure or like with this kid's mom or something. And obviously the kids doesn't have a, you get punched right in the face right You're away. Mom. These, I mean, these kids' parents are dead, man. Like, <laughs> had rough. Like Mel Clark. But and so yeah, so I so the whole movie I was kind of expecting, you know, like Mel Clark to come through it, and then it was not only does he not like hook up with somebody, he doesn't make it to the next season. Nah, he, he doesn't, died, like he doesn't, Mel Clark he dies this offseason. Like, They're gonna like oh, dies a spring training opening day, yeah, 1995 in California <laughs> is all about the memory of Mel Clark who helped, who miraculously helped the Angels win the pennant and then died of lung cancer or opioid abuse. <laughs> he died <laughs> on the, <laughs> in the Arizona hospital. Where the fuck their spring training's at? So, yeah. right, so well, I, I and- like. And here's the thing: if he's if he's gonna <laughs> die, he's gonna die. Yeah, if he we're, dies, we're he all dies. going to right. But it is just a matter. Is why do you have as the angel, as the head <laughs> angel? Why do you well, got to show up, show yourself to this and kid? tell a twelve year old <laughs> and tell a twelve year old, ah, he's about to die. Don't worry, twelve year old. By the way. We're not coming to your game, yeah. so good fucking luck. <laughs> Twelve year old, close to a this day guy. before, which his dad left him, and they weren't there to help him for that. <laughs> like, like if they were lose you that at game, court. Oh my god! Christopher Al, Lloyd's like, Al, where were you not at court? Why do you not help the kid? <laughs> like, where are you on that shit? Like, Christopher Lloyd's like, look, man, like we have power, but it's very limited. You can't we can help him. We can help, we can help when we can help win regular season baseball games, and that's about it. Yeah, like, it's... your mom's dead. Your dad sucks. We can show up. Mel, your... Mel's, Mel's gonna, gonna die. die. <laughs> Mel's we gonna can die. show up your bed that night before the game and tell you're right. Like why? Okay. Why even show up there to be like, but hey, dude, kid? All right, all right. So hang on. So I actually have a a question. You showed up to a kid with abandonment <laughs> have... issues and so... told him you weren't gonna be around. And, and by the everyone else. Die. But we don't get the beautiful moment of him just of of. Uh, JGL just being like, but all he needs to do is believe. If he doesn't know that he's gonna die in five months or whatever yeah, it is, it's... right? He's like, no, listen, like leave him in, 
just all he has to do is believe he can go do this. this. <laughs> leave him in, coach. This is the last thing this he'll is ever the do. Be- last yeah. best thing he's gonna do. Like, just leave him in there. <laughs> what's, what's gonna happen? He's gonna die. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> at least give him this. At least he's at least gonna win a pennant. Just leave him in there and make him believe he can do it. Let him do another one. If this guy hits it 450 feet, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he's about to die. He's die. never gonna remember it. <laughs> let's just let's just lie to him and tell him uh, God's here, even though yeah. God abandoned oh. him long ago. Yeah. Gracious. Uh, so before we start this podcast, uh Downs is all like, can you just win a pennant? And I'm like, well, Sean's going to educate you. So, Sean, in 94, that's all you got to do is win a pennant, right? Like, there was no, like, well, real big playoff. Because they, they mentioned the divisional race. They say the White Sox are are one game back in the division and closing, which I don't know how they're closing when the Angels are on, like, the hottest streak anybody's ever been on. But So, I think in 94, you would, like – You go right to the World Series because winning the pennant is winning the league. There, there was an NL and ALCS – at least in 94, there was probably more than that in the playoffs, right? Well, and this is so there's weird things. Um, like you can't win the pennant in the regular season in 1994. I think they, I, I no, but I think, I think they do this weird thing of like winning the pennant is the division sort of thing, mm. which is obviously not the pennant but um i mean the famous call as a giants fan i know it well the giants win the division the giants win the division what yeah that? so oh man it's 1994 we added two divisions didn't we two divisions per I think when the pennant means you're winning your division, like, like yeah, you just you win to go to the champion. You're the but that's ALCS. not, but that's not what winning the pennant is. The you're gonna fight of God. Are we gonna fight of God in this podcast? I mean, <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Well, it doesn't matter anyway. Dermot McDillon's not coming back for this kid, regardless <laughs> yes. of what the Angels yes. win. He's gonna come back when that kid's a teenager. When he has fucking uh oh yeah that makes sense i mean yeah when he's got danny glover's money he's gonna yeah come there you go that's what i was getting at <laughs> when he has uh i think i'm we think an al manager makes in 94 i think it's 100 grand but it's not 100 grand yeah because he he had 10 straight winning seasons with the at reds Cincinnati. and he was like the high paid he was yeah. the guy they brought in he was probably the highest paid manager in baseball somehow because he wasn't good at his job and he was a total asshole <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what they all were in like the eighties and nineties? That's a good point. Bunch of bullies, a hard ass bully. Yeah, I love how in nineties sports <laughs> movies the athletes come in all shapes and sizes. You've got Adrian Brody who's like a hundred and ten pounds, and you've got that catcher who is morbidly obese. That's <laughs> probably yeah. the worst catcher of any baseball movie. Oh man! Like we we so, had this discussion about uh, baseball movies and their catcher being like the uh, yeah, that's like the, the unsung best. MVP. Yeah. Not in this movie. No. He he has the one possibly secondary holy shit, there's something going on here moment. And that's when he slides from second to third two-thirds of the way at 60 miles an hour. And everybody's just like, yeah, that's natural. That's what oh, yeah. athletes do. This is fine. That's what 340-pound <laughs> catchers do. 
It might have been those three chili dogs they ate before the game. <laughs> that last yeah, one tasted a little funky. Dogs. We discussed at length about skyline chili before tailgating, but feel free to have chili dog for a major league baseball game, and then you'll be okay. And he's just in a squatting lo- position. He's just loading up the plate after the game too. Like this guy just. <laughs> Just eating anything and everything. This is some bad salami, but I'm going to have some anyways. (laughs) Like, actually, this movie's great. Um, All right, I think it is. I was surprised at how well this movie. How did your your son stand it? How did your son take it? So my my son liked it a lot. He and my my daughter did as well. Uh, but my son is he's eight and he plays baseball. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, your daughter's quite a bit younger. Is that yeah, she's four. So like, she enjoyed parts of it. But like, no, and and it didn't really mess him up. The whole you know maybe dad will leave or die thing. Uh, as well, as, the good as, news is I was that asshole did that exactly yeah, when we had right. <laughs> um, the funny, the funniest thing he said was right at the beginning. The credits were rolling, and he seriously said to me, "Why don't they do this at the end?" And I was like, <laughs> yeah. "They will, they yep. will." But those cheesy credits at the beginning with like that <laughs> fake baseball coming—that was oh, that was gee, pretty this brutal. This is a great soundtrack, by the way. It's a really good soundtrack. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, I yeah, just no, got my my four son liked it quite a bit. Take me out to ball, take me out to the ball game. My son didn't. He, the The spitting scene was like very gross. Mm-hmm. Oh my like, god! Right, it was like unnecessarily gross. Um, the sheets that the kids had, I had those sheets as kids. So my son I had the NFL those. version. Nice. I had the NFL ones of those. Nice. All the NFL I had, teams. I had the baseball ones. Those I had like those exact that exact. I probably got them because of this movie. <laughs> that was a that was a fun touch to the like they're on the mattress with their uh, sleeping bags before then, and then they get all the free stuff. Yeah, because well, JP can't can't, can't stop pissing himself. But you know, that's not why that was. But so they said it was. No, it was a foster kid thing. They mentioned yeah. him being in bed. My son is just old enough to like really start enjoying these kind of movies. I'm very excited. They they don't make do they make kids kids sports movies like this? No. We discussed this on the last podcast. You were sure the the 90s was the golden era. They don't make any sports movies. Well, that that's Ted's biggest thing is they don't make sports movies in general. Oh, you're right. You're right. So they they like the last good one. They they might make like a kids' sports movie before they make a like a regular. And now it's like Air, which is like a business movie. I tell you what's a really good one, uh, Downs. I don't know if you watch it. Is uh, how the hell it's called? It's on Peacock. I think it's like a fantasy football movie where like guys an NFL player, his daughter like plays Madden and controls him. And my kids really enjoyed that. And uh. He's but like, that's the thing that they're all like Netflix movies. Yeah, and you stuff can't like find that, them, right? Um, like, the, like that Adam Sandler movie, the basketball one's really, really fucking good. But yeah. they got buried because it's on Netflix and you can't. But anyway, yeah. So my son's like just now getting to the age where like this. I mean, he's watched the Sandlot more than once. But like, I'm excited to show him like Little Big League and Little Giants and uh like mike and like these like 90s i've never seen like mike oh you've never seen like mike oh i'm old motherfuckers fuck off you're not that old to be fair i think that hits like right in the zone where it makes sense he would have not watched it i was in that seven-year drunk stage (laughs) 
We've it's discussed a movie this about wearing Michael Jordan oh, shoes and oh, being good we, at we basketball. We've discussed like oh two to oh eight is a very blurry time in my life. I have one final thing on the movie before we get too far away of it. Uh, there's okay. no way Miguel grew to, grew up to be a good person. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It's like Gamble the definition goes. of where uh, wherever the fuck that kid is now, it's not going well. De- definition of like angry foster kid. Yeah. And also like Mike is why we say we're just gonna be on a hiatus and not a indie. Start the list now. Yeah, I was I was worried when you first said that. I was like, oh no. Well, we gotta get Williams on for Days of Thunder. That's our wish oh, list. Yeah. Oh yeah. That'd be so. good. <laughs> so Nothing like Mike, but anyways, like, yeah, like, well, like, back to what Downs was saying, like, I don't get it. Like, these, you could remake the program, you could remake Little Giants, and it'd be so fucking cheap. So fucking cheap. Well, now what they do is make, like, like with the Mighty Ducks, they make, like, a eight-episode series or right. whatever. And I, I have not seen that. I think Sean got, like, four episodes of it. Yeah, I got through a little bit, and I hated it, and I had to turn it off. Yeah, everybody, uh, everybody that's got, got the money movies. that can do that stuff is the streaming companies, right? Well, it's that, it's that everybody IP else thing. wants to make superhero yeah. or Scorsese. It's or, all IP shit. It don't fuck Scorsese. Fuck. I'm not. Ta- I'm not. I'm just saying. Like that's. It's either superhero or some yeah. massive. Actor My dream is uh, to make a four-hour movie or is a remake of the program set now with TikTok and donors. Nil, so good. So that good. would be good. I love the program. If you guys so, ever do that movie, on we've done it because we because Jake was it, negative one when that came out, or one or zero. <laughs> I watched that movie. I have older brothers, so like I watched that movie. My twelve so year old times. wants to watch it because in my we I have a movie room upstairs. Uh, it's uh and all the, all the posters are sports movies. And the program's my movie, and my eleven year old's like, when can I watch it? I'm like, I don't know if you're there yet. <laughs> Nothing yeah. real yeah. bad happens, right? Like if it's not that I mean, bad. besides the attempted rape part there's by Vladimir. Yeah, yeah that. that that was rough. <laughs> that part. I just rough. don't think he'll be entertained by it. I don't think he's like can grasp it. No, yet. you're right. He won't he won't like it. That that honestly is probably my biggest when you talk about like making a remaking slash making a, a sports movie, that movie should definitely be like But you couldn't do that. There's no way they have the teams. No, well, that's that's another big hurdle. No, yeah, you're not is you're you're not going to be able to use go hawks like either real teams or close yeah. imagery. Hawkeyes, teams, they but... killed Alvin Max. They do. They do. <laughs> His the mama's biggest, not getting a house because Alvin Max. That's the biggest downfall of that. But other than, <laughs> other than that, you could do it. It's just you couldn't. The closest thing we ever had was Blue Mountain State, which I watched like two and a half seasons of. Or maybe two. I don't think I ever finished it. I, I tried was watching it last summer, and I got like two seasons in. That movie came out. I don't know when it was when it actually. Program's ninety three. Yeah. James Conn's in it. Rest Omar Epps is so cool in that Epps, movie. Yep. Uh, uh, Miss Presley, uh, Miss Travolta's in it. Um, Omar Epps. Omar Halle, Epps. Halle Berry is right? awesome in that movie. Okay. Omar Epps needs more consideration for like the uh, sports movie hall of fame. No doubt. Major League Two, love yep. basketball, the program. That's an I mean that's enough but right there. He's also, Willie Mays Hayes, for God's sakes. Yeah, and this I right. I understand it's He's not better when they haze. But Ooh. just we know we know you're not Wesley Snipes. 
That's yes. the biggest problem with that. If he would have just been there, it's yeah. fine. But you go from Wesley Snipes to him, and it's like it's a very different thing. Back to I think it's hilarious, about. and I love that nobody <laughs> ever said a thing about it. But but no, uh, yeah, like. What was that Sandler movie? The best one. It's really good. It's not Hustle, is it? No, it's called. Yes, yeah, it's called Hustle. We did. We had, we had, we had Sandy on with us. That's a yeah. great movie. Yeah, that movie was good. I want to show my son that movie. It's really fucking good. That that movie to me is like a once a year movie. Like it's good. It's, if you put that in a the theater, it makes a hundred million dollars. Yeah, that that's the biggest thing with some of those movies that we've like kind of referenced is, um, the streaming companies, specifically Amazon. Uh, typically are the ones that are like, yeah, we'll give you money to do it. We're fine with it. And it's great. It gets a lot of attention for like two months and then it's just nothing because it's on streaming. Then it's dead. But it's also hard for like people that want to make these movies because like I know a bunch of big directors that much rather have their shit in theaters or like Flowers in a Blood Moon. Whatever the hell that one Scorsese man one saw. Apple gave them $150 million. Like, and they're still going to theoretically release, but like they got the money. Like, so like Netflix let Sandler make that movie. Yeah. Or like, and it's just tough. Like, or they make it independently and Amazon comes, hey, this movie you made for $1 million, we're going to pay you $40 million for it. How do you say no to that shit? Right. For exclusive rights. And yeah, it's, it's the hard thing because, especially theater wise, like, it seems like it's so hard to get movies, especially original content in theaters. And the thing that comes with theaters is the marketing and getting the name out there rather than just Amazon pushing movies. Amazon has and Netflix yeah. pushing movies. Netflix has like, yeah, I think that you're right. That like that advertising and the marketing and all that, that's the biggest thing. And that's, I, yeah, it's kind of a shame. And that's what, because there's that's a lot of those movies, that... all the money. I mean, it's just, it's you're like, oh still... yeah, your 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 filming budget is this, but you don't have the, you know, hunt, the whatever. It's one hundred and fifty million dollars, but you don't right. have the hundred million dollars that you're paying in marketing or whatever. Also on top, yeah, of it. that's like keep that's it relevant, keep a lo- it around, and on a lot of them, yeah, they say that marketing budget is basically equal to the budget of the film, and that's where yeah, if you got to have if you're going to make a fifty million dollar movie, you better have a hundred million dollars to put it out there, otherwise it's not going to get seen or people are going to talk about it, especially now when there's so much content and things to, whether it's Peacock, Apple TV, Disney plus Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. And that's, if you're not even going through stuff on cable, but it's, it's tough, man. It's gotta be hard. So like I get why the people that want to make money off it are scared to do it. But at the same time, there is such a pocket for there's Things no reason like, like this, Little like, Giants couldn't get remade or like a version of that shit couldn't get or the Sandlot. Like, and we had that discussion. We did the Sandlot movie. Like, where would the Sandlot be made now? It'd be, and like, I think all three of us, like, consensus was Pittsburgh in the 90s with the uh, Roberto Clemente ball. Yeah, for sure. You know, also, you don't even, you could take some of those movies, and I think we've said this too, you could take the ideas of those movies and you don't have to call it like the sandlot dude yeah you don't program or whatever and literally just like carbon copy update into 
whatever makes sense for the time. But studios won't do it. They won't greenlight it without the IP. They want the built-in name. Yeah, I, for sure. I, I show that's you. A, that's a that's a tough. Yeah, I I think we've seen that with a lot of movies. You're right. Well, but... I showed you with that the uh, the Paramount shit. We're like, we're not going to greenlit a new animated movie again. That's not a pre-made IP. Yeah, it sucks. Anyways, back to this movie. We're getting kind of late. I don't. I can't see our time right now. Are we are we going to town down some line? Uh, we're probably getting close. We don't have a time. Actually, have a timer on here, so. So Sean and I have not discussed our Money Bites best part movie part yet. Yeah, so I mean, I'll go. It's up to part of mine is the moment that kind of takes place right after that first game where they first see the angel and you get two references of, you know, they come down, they take the picture and they're about to take the picture and it looks like a prison photo. And then Danny Glover <laughs> shows up to the house with the envelope. And just, the envelope. And just something's going on. I just I wanted to deliver it, and JP pulls it out, and this poor little young child looks at it and goes, "It looks like a prison photo." The best part is when he has his hand, has his hand on the kid's head, <laughs> and, he just, and he moves it. <laughs> oh, he's crazy! Why do you scream, these kids? Yeah, and um. That's just a good spot for that little, a little quick callback, especially like I said, it's just you get little eight, nine year old JP that's talking about has apparently seen prison photos or just <laughs> playing off references from earlier. That kid's had uh, a rough life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see something in a car. But yeah, it's, it's that or like, I mean, the ending obviously is is huge before you even get to the adoption stuff and all that but just yeah that the whole stadium thing is obviously that's your goosebumps moment uh goosebumps moment it is well done yeah it really is but but i I think also there it's certainly not a great speech but like before they do that game before they play that game in the long i don't know man maggie's speech is pretty good for me maggie is also that's, that's my vote. in the press conference. Itself. Yeah, that whole press conference scene is interesting. That's my that's my vote. Is the uh, her being like, you don't get mad when a guy kneels for a touchdown. You don't get mad when a guy crosses his chest. But we believe in God, but we don't believe in angels. And Tony Danza's character, rest in peace, steps it. I'm not playing for anyone by Mel Brooks or not what George Knox, the guy who shoved pills down his throat in Cincinnati. So I feel like an apology scene. We're doing like an hour 35. Like a, an apology seems to George and Mel would not have hurt this movie at all. I fucked up. I'm sorry. Right? Yeah. Something just little in there would have made sense and probably would have helped. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll get there in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> I was going to say when, that. Because if it doesn't happen, George when things really is start going south for a hot it, minute. Yeah, it'll happen when he's. When he's in ICU. <laughs> do we think Knox keeps coaching with these kids? Or do you think he takes the money as like a full-time dad? I think he probably keeps going for a little while. Has some fun with the kids. Still managing baseball. Maybe having the what, what, what has the kids still? in away game, so? Goes with them. I don't know. Keeps what keeps what's do his they name? Stay in the dugout? Him? David, David Montang? I don't know. Like. 
Yeah, it's I, not. It was not a well thought out plan <laughs> by George Knox. Definitely, I, I, definitely needs David around still to babysit him during. Oh, for sure. Day. I think. Please, I think by the time yeah the next season comes around, he's for sure gonna yeah I'm gonna be back because half of the season you got to get me away from these kids <laughs> like it's, also like to be at the house like uh, it's do do they get angels again next season or are they gonna suck again? <laughs> well, that's they, what were, I, that's, they were not a good team without. That's angels. what I was. That's what I was alluding to is like hopefully the angel like if if the angels are going to stick around and come around every once in a while then like you can still keep managing and having the kid like doing that with the kids right but if they're just gonna suck ass and the angels if joseph gordon levitt can manifest miracles you keep him around that's robin the batman universe does jg yeah does jgl like can does he find another star to wish upon for him to come around again he's gonna have He's gonna have a trauma bond with religion because every I year he's gonna, gonna have to like do, look at what, what <laughs> he's gonna have exactly to have a says. prayer of just I would God if you're there again in this season <laughs> to keep my family together can we please have the angels well and that that'd be wild because yeah the rest of his life if he can't literally see an angel he knows that God's not there yeah <laughs> or, or, your even, hand, or even just any genuine like ask like that's really like. Yeah. not like superficial or whatever right like when he if he genuinely asks like i need this to help my life or help someone in my life and it doesn't happen it's and like, you get help. nothing yeah it's like, just, yeah i'll well, just go fuck myself i guess i guess all you can do is win baseball games <laughs> but not at the championship that, but not the championship game you know and at for least, a promise that my dad that my deadbeat dad didn't even honor right yeah it's just <laughs> At least I got the angels to keep my dad with me, and that didn't even fucking happen. It's um, a great. I mean, that's that's another thing that I hadn't even thought of, which is another level of just. God's got a wicked sense of humor, man. It's, <laughs> just the psychology, the whole thing. It's like, yeah. Actually, what we're what what I'm gonna give you is God is this trivial thing that. Yeah, good thing some kid didn't pray for the White Sox to win the pennant. <laughs> Right, I'd, the game would just be never ending. I'd, yeah, I'd hate to hear that's. So apparently, no prayer in these locker rooms as it is. There's just Tim Tebow hasn't come around yet. Yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> no, it's they, nice they, to know in 1994, religion was not a part of baseball. You know, they had their, <laughs> they had their, uh, their whatever support poll or whatever that they slapped every time that they came in after a loss. <laughs> That was that was another like hidden good line in there that like kind of got buried was maybe we should try doing that when we win. Because <laughs> it, it was like apparently they slapped the pole every time. I mean, I guess they lost everything most. And of the time. that pole was so like worn down. Yeah, it was like apparently maybe apparently, we should do it after a win. Or apparently win. at at the All Star break they were oh and I mean like. 0 and 80, right? Like, I mean, when they won that first game, they said they were 0 15. Like... They said they were on a 15 game losing streak. Jesus, because uh, the uh, they won one tri- game and the whole the whole mood shifted. They had four times the crowd. Like people started getting excited. The superstitious motherfucker. His his record when he won the first game was 2 and 11. So they at least had, they at least. Uh... But it was the All Star break. It was after the All Star break, right? Well, we're going Maggie's Maggie's math, you know. No, I shouldn't think too hard about it. No, you shouldn't. You you'll piss Jake off. 
Ask him about how wide a fact in work of the year, like they're still in school that entire summer. <laughs> yeah. I, oh I my up, God, you just blew my mind. I never <laughs> thought of that. I, I end up saying it a lot. Is like I've watched that movie so many times. I never they're thought they're of in that. school the whole time. Just they're don't, think, time. Just they don't think that hard about the movie. Like you can do it with a lot of movies. You can really ruin it if you think too hard about it. Just don't. There's another one. Why are they pissing off about? Well, we, we're assuming that he became a pitcher in regular year in like August. That's what we're going with. Well, and these kids in Angels in the Outfield aren't in school even in September. I mean, they're they're foster kids. They don't. Did did, did the Angels lose every no, away? He's on the phone. They make a mention. <laughs> foster he's kids on... don't go to school. They don't have to go to school. They're gonna be homeless, homeless anyway. <laughs> um, as Jordan would say. Um, no, he. They mentioned he's on the phone with him during away games. So, but did he catch that? Do, you motherfucker! The, yes, Dead. we've reached nice. that point. I love it. Um, did Angels help them on the road? And if not, did they lose every road game? So I think the implication that doesn't really get shown in the movie though is it's not that the angels are always there it's that the angels were there enough to let them be confident and then they actually started playing like pretty decent mm, baseball right, right. so so, so yeah. i would assume that like on the road i i mean they don't ever like really talk about what they did specifically but that brings us to my my last note on my phone is in the end is it the angels the a angels bunch of bitches? <laughs> It's in the end, the angels were the friends we made along the way. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, I, that was is, like the, watching the movie again, like seriously, is like, yeah, it's about belief. The whole, the whole point is like believing in yourself. That's the whole movie. Like, it's belief yep. in you can do it, like, as a team, like, whatever you believe, you you can do it. Like, Matthew right. McConaughey, you can fly. Yeah, yeah. right. Like you're you're capable of more than you think you are of, if of, you just believe. You know, it's, of but, running running through a wooden fence with your glove and catching a home run before somehow you somehow not down. shattering your wrist. Which I, I we're not at a point where we're like we can discuss. Would that, that be a legal catch or would that be a home run? I guess it'd be a catch. Yeah, I mean he had he would have had to have caught it have the ball. in the field to play. Yeah, you have to catch it before the fence mm. to do that. So. Ted, what were you gonna He's say? shaking his head. He's like, "Oh no." Well, what what are you gonna say, Ted? Oh, what all right. Um, I don't know. We're we're over. We're definitely no, no. over the Dan- Tom Daniels. The uh, the McConaughey catch, like if it was legal catch, like Andrew's like shaking his head, like if it was legal or not. Sorry, but uh, whether whether you believe you can or can't, you are correct. That is kind of the point of the movie, is what it comes down. Boom. To. Unlike, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Anyways, um, anything else? I don't have any more notes or anything. I mean, we went. Over it was great. Like it, it's, it's, this movie was awesome. I'm I'm so glad I saw this. I'm so glad you guys had me do this because I would not not have watched this movie. And it's so hard to get. I wouldn't have gone out of my way to get it. Which and is annoying. I'm like, glad I did this. It was good. I was glad I saw this again. If you, so we have like all right, real quick. Let's rank the kids' baseball movies. If we have a minute, it's, this, this is not as good as Rookie of the Year. Oh, no, Rookie of the Year. All right, we're in this. 
It's probably not. So I, yeah, haven't, the I haven't Sandlot. seen Little Big League in a long time. Oh, Sandlot, yeah. Sandlot's one. Yeah. So you have Sandlot, Rookie of the Year, this one, Little Big League. Am I missing one? Um, even even those four, if we just say stay with those, like and all four are good. Little they're all good. Very it's like good. like Bad News Bears is about kids playing yeah. baseball, but it's yeah. not really a kids movie. I mean, it's more that, about the drunk that, coach that, that qualifies. Right. Um, we we have a uh, we have very controversial takes on the first Bad News Bears. Well, yeah, I was I was listening to your your dual <laughs> Bad News Bears podcast. Is if we're talking if we're talking about. Uh, baseball movies about kids or with kids um, has your have your sons uh, hardball you watch hardball my god my oldest my, my 11 year old watched hardball with me oh no no he's on a sick day yeah a while back yeah. yeah i don't think that was the move because he, he's like he loves how'd, that go? how'd it go um not well <laughs> no he loves calories he loves the matrix He's going as John Wick for Halloween this year. R.I.P.G. He, he, I first talked about this shit. We watch Hardball. He's so into it. That's a <laughs> oh man. You know, uh, it's a rough big dad. Uh, yeah. Big Papa comes on. Is all about that shit. And GBB dies, mm. and he looks. He goes. He he doesn't know what the fuck because he's eleven. He's but like, that's what he would have said. If he... he goes, why would anybody do this? And he's movie? like, why? <laughs> he's like i go so the movie ends and what do you think about that and he goes 95 percent good but the ending is terrible but like and this like i won't get like politically but like i live in a small town on the missouri border 24 people and early in that movie there's like a point where like they're walking home with characters, and there's like gunshots and he's he was so lost Mm-hmm. He's like, what's going on? Why? why what, what is going on? Like, and I'm like, I mean, that's just how that those big cities are. Like, they're, they're, and he's just like, and it's probably where like all the people are like, all the uh, there's like a he drops off uh, one of the characters and everyone's on the floor in their apartment, and my eleven year old could not fathom why they're also on the floor, mm-hmm. and it's tough. Like he's like, and then GBB died. He's pissed off. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah. It's like, why do we watch this? <laughs> I- I did have a little bit of that this time where, yeah, my kid was like, didn't quite understand why the dad, why Dermot McMillan was such a dick. Like why he, like was, it, it just didn't just make sense. It just, yeah. Uh, yeah. It just doesn't like, yeah. Now, now that dad, I, why would he not care at all? I, like I said, I hadn't ever thought of that context. That's a, uh, yeah. It's rough. This movie it, there, there, that is, that very well could be why it just isn't. Out and then yeah, you no, just, but it's when, the when, pills and the cigarettes. When when you watch this with your kid, you hope he doesn't connect too much with Mo Clark because <laughs> if you Google this shit, they're like, maybe it's a music thing. I'm like, no, I don't think it's a music thing. G Baby and Mo Clark are playing catch in heaven. R.I.P. Fucking rest in peace, G Baby. With uh with Kevin Costner's dad and Shoeless Joe Jackson. My son's so mad at me. Uh, but he's also just a film nerd, and like I'll leave us on this. We'll, we'll cut off. This motherfucker. I love my I love my son. This motherfucker. We watched uh, we watched Interstellar. Ooh. My youngest was like a Christmas party. We had like a three hour break. We wanted to watch Interstellar. Ninety minutes in, we've all seen Interstellar, right? Yep. Love it. This fucking ten year old looks at me and goes, 
the dad's the ghost. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? That's dad's the ghost, right? Oh, that's the fucking movie. I used, like, Fuck off. <laughs> I used to play that. So, so sorry, I'm gonna spider off that. I used to play that game with my mom. My mom and I were both re- always really good at like figuring mm-hmm. movies out. And so when my mom and I would watch movies together when I was like around that age, eight to 12, whatever, we always would play that game and would be like, who figures out the movie first? And so we would like call it like halfway through the movie. That's my hilarious. Wife, my wife is like that. My kids are definitely going to be like that. <laughs> like, we, uh, we just recently watched The Rock for the first time last weekend. Mm. For like the last 10 days. Just been quite over like guys a needle. You want me to stab this into my heart? Are you <laughs> effing insane? <laughs> and like green, green smoke, green smoke. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love watching movies with my kids. Like it's a whole like it's like when you watch movie with your kid, like it's watching it the first time. Yeah, you get to relive it. We watched the first hour of Face Off, and then he quit. Um, when uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage has his face gone, and he walks up to the guy, and like his face is just gone in his glasses. <laughs> and the guy's like, "What do you want?" <laughs> Take one fucking guess. I was like, I'm out. He's <laughs> like, go to bed. <laughs> no, I'm done. And like, relax, like, three months, like, should we finish face off? No. <laughs> he cut his face off. That's great. I'm not watching. I'm like, I'm like, Gavin, his face will be back. Rest me. Don't care. <laughs> well, a, a, his face won't be back, but a face will be back. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I love watching movies with my sons. Um, we watched The Ring. We were home for a sick day. And he's like, I want to watch. Uh, he's like, I want something scary. I'm like, I'm like, Gavin, The Ring fucked me up. I say, like, fuck me up. It like, fucked me up. When I was twenty. You are much younger than I am. I watched the thing my my first year in age, O two. Seven days. And like, I watched it, and like a UPS guy hit my apartment door. I went to the ceiling. <laughs> oh, no. Like half with you know, like, you know, you want to know. Sorry, go ahead. Keep, go ahead. No, you, I was gonna say what helped me, what ended up helping me with that movie because I saw it when I was probably younger than I should have seen it. No, yeah, the ring, fuck the ring. But the Cindy, the TV's leaking, like yeah. the uh, from scary movie, which is hilarious, is so damn funny. It completely diffused the ring, like the, yes. scene, the scenes. My eight year old watches all kinds of terrible ass YouTube videos. So, like, my lover once watched Ring, my eight year old was like. Oh, is that the one when the woman comes out on TV? I'm like, what the fuck are you watching, Owen? <laughs> so, like, we watched The Ring on, like, a random Tuesday when he's homesick. Hour in, he's like, is this going to get scary? Next hour, he's like, I'm never watching that shit again. <laughs> yeah, watch Sinister every night. Every day. He can't watch this shit in the night. Sinister is also very scary. But, like, yeah, like. I love watching shit with my kids. Like it's like a, it's like a, it's like a new, it's like a washing again. So, anyways, we we completely fuck this pot up. Yeah. <laughs> it's the fun part. Like AD says, it's the best. No one's part. here. When we get to, no one's when here. We get to the end, and yeah, nobody, nobody has lasted this long. So your your son is eight, AD, and your daughter is four. Yeah, that's right. So when are you gonna introduce them to Die Hard? Ooh, that's a good question, buddy. Uh, they they have seen shit worse on YouTube. Oh, for sure. My eight-year-old is getting diehard this year. My my eleven has already seen it. Did they, how have they responded? Uh, well, I, my eight-year-old hasn't seen it yet, but eleven-year-old loves it. He he'll quote it all the time. It's like who who do the uh, I'm never going up a tall building again. He loves that shit. That's awesome. 
and like the year was already seen. Like it's like they've all seen the gore. Like the gore's on YouTube. So like they want to go see that Five Nights at Freddy movie in the theater. I'm like, are we fucking serious? I'm sure was, they do. My ear was like, it's PG thirteen, Dad. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be scared. You're like, yeah, it's thirteen, you're eight. <laughs> right? I don't I don't think yeah. I I don't think I want to go see the Five Nights at Freddy's movie in the it's theater. Gonna ter- it's not gonna be any good. No, I it's just probably hope not my gonna kids be any good fall in love it's, with horror stuff. It might be scary. it won't be good. But I think it'll probably my ex wife sent me a photo of the other day that my I guess he's nine. I'm sorry, he's nine now. He turned nine in October. He drew Pennywise. He has not seen Pennywise, but they've seen like the uh, the cartoon like fake Pennywise on yeah. YouTube videos. Like they don't know real Pennywise, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, they know the the reference from the internet. They just they don't actually know it from the yeah. There's gonna be a lot of that with your kids, I'm sure. Look at AD shaking his head. Forward. No, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. At at some point, yeah, let them watch it. Just don't ever let them watch that dog shit second one they made on the new ones. I never watched that, that movie. Was terrible. I heard it was not good. I never watched it. Oh, I want to fuck with them. I can watch Descent. My oldest one, but he won't watch it. Um. I mean, Austin Narver watched the descent. He sent me so many texts. He's so mad at me. <laughs> so this sentence is fucking the worst. Scares me to see anything in a long minute. So anyway, we, all right, let's call it a night. Let's get AD to bed. Thanks, guys. You look tired. Fun. Appreciate you, AD. Same. Right back at you. I can't wait for the new podcast. Yeah, you got to pick a movie, bro. Of course. A I'll random movie that you've never heard of. That Sounds we've never heard of. Me. Sounds good. Later, brother. Later, guys. Later. Later. See you guys. Peace out.